Henry Ward Beecher said of the Sabbath, A world without it would be like a man without a smile, like a summer without flowers, and like a homestead without a garden. Almost two years into a global pandemic and months of face masks, we all know what it is to miss a friendly smile. A summer with no flowers would be painfully bland, and a homestead without a garden, well, it would leave us all starving, wouldn't it? There is no exact way to practice Sabbath, and this is a place where all manner of ideas of rest and peace converge. Whether you observe a Sabbath rest for religious practice, spiritual and physical renewal, financial necessity, or any number of other reasons, you're welcome here. This is the Sabbath Slowdown Podcast, hosted by Rachel Ashworth, and we're glad you're here. Just four months after the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, Japanese troops gained power over the Bataan Peninsula on the main Philippine island of Luzon. At this time, there were 10,000 American and 66,000 Filipino troops on Bataan who were taken into Japanese custody and forced to make a 65-mile march to prison camps. The estimated 10-day march was made throughout a season of intense heat and the prisoners were subjected to harsh treatment by Japanese guards. They were beaten, shot, bayoneted, and even beheaded along the trek. And once they arrived at their camps, many later died of starvation and disease. Exact numbers are unknown, but of the 76,000 troops who began the march, only approximately 54,000 arrived at the prison camps. An additional 26,000 Filipinos and 1,500 Americans died later at Camp O'Donnell. After the war, an American military tribunal tried Lieutenant General Homa Masaharu, commander of the Japanese invasion forces in the Philippines, and was found responsible for what became known as the Bataan Death March. In 1989, there began an annual memorial march held in New Mexico, which military and civilians join each year. The Bataan Memorial March began in 1989 and has continued every year, going from 100 participants to almost 1,000. The march has continued every year except in 2003 when it was canceled due to Operation Iraqi Freedom and in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Since then, the march has taken place virtually. The Bataan Death March was an act of war. More specifically, it was a war crime. The Memorial March is not one that celebrates it as a holiday, but more so memorializes it in order to preserve the memory. In many ways, Sabbath has become a memorial instead of a celebration. Instead of celebrating relationships, rest, peace, and love, we memorialize the life we mourn. We're exhausted and have to rest instead of celebrating a day we get to rest. Instead of celebrating the fullness of life, we memorialize the emptiness. So, 
How can we move from emptiness to fullness? How can we bring our Sabbath from dead to alive again? It is my opinion that Sabbath changes when we think of it less as a victim and more as cheerful. What I'm getting at is, if you observe Sabbath because you feel you have to, then that is a victim mentality. You're probably spending 24 hours of rest, but this rest looks like mourning all the good things you could be doing. You're sitting around thinking of the money you could be making as the clock ticks by, all the chores you could catch up on, all the things you could be doing with friends, etc. As you know, I observe Sabbath for spiritual and religious reasons. That means for years I observed Sabbath from a have-to mentality. I observed Sabbath from a martyr mentality. I was a victim, saying, God requires this, so I'm doing it. I was not the overtired, busy, rushing individual who needed a break. Don't get me wrong, I was that for sure, but that's not why I rested. I rested because I thought I should, not to celebrate the day off in any way. Let me back up a little. Many may not believe specifically the creation story that I do, or in the God that I do, but you cannot argue the facts. Sabbath benefits everyone, regardless of why you may practice it. And so this episode is about just another facet of what Sabbath can be and is. It can be a celebration of God's creation and a celebration of your own productive life and of your week. It can be a celebration of your family, your relationships, your hobbies, your service, and your time. You can celebrate it or you can memorialize the life you had or the life you want. So how Have I memorialized Sabbath instead of celebrating it? Well, I'm glad you asked, friend. I read recently an article about Sabbath called Seven Major Mistakes to Sabotage Sabbath by Dr. Garland Banks. His seventh listed mistake is that you will sabotage your Sabbath if you don't process it. Dr. Vance's article reflecting on 500 Sabbaths since he began the weekly practice touches on a problem I have had. I fail to process the experience of my Sabbath. He suggests looking back on your Sabbath day of rest at the end of the day. What worked? What didn't work? What would have made it better? Etc. Like an after-action report. He uses the phrase, experience is the best teacher, but points out that processed experience is actually the best teacher. I agree. And in the past, I have memorialized Sabbath in this way. I have retreated to Sabbath as an escape from the real life because I failed to process experiences in my real life. So, if you're using Sabbath as an escape because you too haven't processed your real life experiences, You may not be getting the rest you need. You may not have the peaceful Sabbath you could be having. You are most likely not okay. And you probably have been in a cycle of victimization. 
you have memorialized the experiences that have hurt you instead of processing them, learning from them, and celebrating them. I will share my own experience for a moment. Once upon a time, I was 21, freshly divorced, and had endured over five years of domestic abuse at the hands of a man who should have loved me. I spent days in college classes and at my part-time job, and then nights were spent drinking myself into oblivion. I went places with people I had no business going, but yet I kept a Sabbath. Was it benefiting me at that time in my life? No. At that time in my life, Sabbath was a day for me to jump through a hoop and pat myself on the head for doing the right thing on the right day, even though I wasn't okay the other six days of the week. Sabbath is a day for peace. It's a time for rest. It's a time for relationships. What it is not is a retreat for you to dwell on your life. It is not a place for you to go for a break from a terrible situation the other six days, or a time to stop working for one day when you're a workaholic every other day, or a time for you to ignore your significant other when you are at each other's throats the rest of the week, or a time for you to sleep all day because you can't cope with the identity you've made for yourself, a victim of circumstance. Sabbath is a celebration of life despite these things. It's a time to look at, examine, and process your experiences through the week. Look at them through the lens of rest and peace. It's like watching a house fire from the street. If we hide and look away, we don't process. We continue on in fear. We have to look at and process our experiences to see them rationally to see the truth behind the lies that bring out fear and anger in us. Whether it's a painful relationship like we talked about last week, or it's a bad work situation, a natural disaster that made a disaster of our lives, a health situation, or any number of things, you don't have to be afraid of them on Sabbath. Sabbath is a celebration of something different. It's putting these things to rest and looking really reflecting on life so we can experience a deeper peace this week. Let's look at this another way. It's spring. We're a week or so out from Easter, and that means a holiday for you to spend with your family. Kids are out of school for a long weekend, most likely. Then there's spring break. The students in college are experiencing spring break. They may plan a trip to the beach, hop on a plane, eat at a nice restaurant. They may be running up credit cards even though they can only afford ramen noodles in their dorm room. They may be blowing off steam and drinking from red cups even though back at the school their GPA is in the toilet. Running away from problems is what we're good at. It's what we're used to. But this is not what Sabbath is about. It's not even what a vacation is about. The Sabbath is not to run away from our problems, it's to put them into perspective. It's a day to rest and reflect, organize and connect. When you return from Sabbath, you should be ready to attack your week head on. When you return from a vacation, you often feel behind before you even start. Let's bring Sabbath back 
to what it is, a celebration. Do you want to give it a try? Here in Missouri, spring is being quite stubborn, so we have to put ourselves in the mood with some summer berries. This simple Sabbath recipe is similar to one my husband made this week. I'll read you the recipe and then I'll tell you how he modified it. I feel comfortable with this because he is an exceptional chef. If you know him in person, you know this to be true. Anyway, here is an easy stovetop cherry grunt or cobbler from SeriousEats.com. You will need one cup or five ounces of all-purpose flour, two tablespoons of sugar, one and a half teaspoons baking powder, one fourth teaspoon salt, three tablespoons cold unsalted butter, one third cup plus one teaspoon of milk, and one fourth teaspoon of vanilla. All this is for the dumplings. If you're from the South, you'd say dumplings. And for the filling, a half cup of granulated sugar, one teaspoon cornstarch, one fourth teaspoon cinnamon, a pinch of salt, six cups of frozen sour cherries, and then whipped cream to serve. Begin by making the dumplings. Combine the flour, sugar, baking powder, and salt in a bowl. Rub the butter cubes into the flour mixture with fingertips until no visible pieces of butter remain but flour mixture is still fluffy and dry. Stir in the milk and vanilla until the mixture is just moist. Do not overmix it and set this aside. Next, combine the sugar, cornstarch, cinnamon, and salt in a bowl. Place cherries and sugar mixture in a 10 inch saucepan and heat over medium heat. Stir occasionally until sugar is dissolved. Increase this heat to medium-high and heat until cherries have just come to a boil. Adjust sweetness level to taste, then reduce to a low boil. You want to spoon this heaping tablespoon-sized pieces of dumpling dough onto the cherries, spacing evenly throughout the skillet. Immediately cover, reduce heat to low, and cook. Adjusting heat to keep mixture at a steady simmer. To serve, spoon warm dumplings and fruit into bowls and eat plain or top with whipped cream or ice cream. So how my, mo- how my husband um, did this recipe is he put every ingredient once mixed into the um, cast iron skillet and just continuously stirred it like scrambled eggs and it ended up divine. It was very good. Different made it differently than I've ever had, but it was excellent. Enjoy! I know I have revealed to you, dear audience, repeatedly, where I'm from by saying things like this, but here I go again. It is spring here in Missouri, and the spring rains have begun. We are dealing with storms and tornado warnings and these warm rains that you can smell before the first drop hits the ground. This is the kind of rain I love. 
Here is a poem that depicts this type of spring weather nicely. It is There Will Come Soft Rains by Sarah Teasdale. There will come soft rains and the smell of the ground and swallows circling with their shimmering sound and frogs in the pools singing at night and wild plum trees and tremulous white. Robins will wear their feathery fire whistling their whim on a low fence wire and not one will know of the war, not one will care at last when it is done. Not one would mind, neither bird nor tree, if mankind perished utterly, and spring herself, when she woke at dawn, would scarcely know that we were gone. I think it's beautiful. Beautiful imagery, and it has a subtitle called Wartime. figured out what you are memorializing on Sabbath? Are you dwelling on the other six days rather than celebrating the one? Our get started tip for this week is to simply take time to reflect. I'm not saying to wake up early and journal or something like that. What I'd like you to do is actually use the computer you have long before the one you keep in your pocket. What I'd like you to use is your mind. Instead of sitting down with your phone or notebook and reflecting in some kind of scheduled fashion, I want you to focus on your mindfulness this week. On this Sabbath, when you're feeling some sort of way, be mindful of what is going on around you. For instance, if you're attempting to enjoy an afternoon nap, but you're thinking instead of what you could do, Instead, to catch up on the week's house chores, take a few seconds, breathe in slowly through your nose and out slowly through your mouth five times. And think about your day so far. Think about why you laid down to nap in the first place. Think about what you'll do after the nap. The same goes for any disagreement, any bad memory, any anxious habit or trigger Just breathe slowly and think it over. No need to write it down. You have it all in your mind. Being more mindful is just one way to reflect and be present. It will bring you out of the passive memorialization of your Sabbath and into a celebration. I can't wait to see how it works for you. Let me know all about it. Until then, stay rested. again. I just wanted to thank you again for listening to the Sabbath Slowdown podcast and let you know that you can find us on Instagram at Sabbath Slowdown Podcast. I'd love it if you would look us up and give us a like. Additionally, you could help support the podcast by subscribing and setting episodes to download automatically. If you're unsure how to do this, Reach out on Instagram and I'll walk you through it. It also helps others to find the podcast when you take the time to leave a review. So when you have a moment, 
please consider writing a quick review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I appreciate it so much. Finally, if you'd like to support my podcast with monetary donations, you can find a donation button along with all our previous episodes at anchor.fm forward slash Sabbath Slowdown Podcast. This will help further the mission of our podcast. Rest for everyone. Thanks.